Psalm 34, verses 19 and 20. This is the living word of God. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all his bones, not one of them is broken. Well, we all know here that the righteous will have afflictions, and maybe many of them sometimes. And we're not able, really, to deliver ourselves from many of them very well, if at all. In fact, even in the so-called small afflictions we face, it's dangerous to go down the road of thinking that we can deliver ourselves, that we are our own saviors. We must turn to our deliverer, which is uh, one of the main points of this psalm, uh, is, and one of the key words is deliverance, the deliverer. <clears throat> and if David thought he could deliver himself from his trials and his afflictions at maybe some point in his life, when he was inspired to write this psalm, <clears throat> he certainly knew that he could not do that. He knew clearly that he was not able to deliver himself. He knew clearly that the Lord alone was able to deliver him and that he must in every affliction, no matter how small or large, seek the Lord and his strength. In Deuteronomy, <clears throat> excuse me, the Moses reminded the people also of how the Lord uh, delivered the people. This is Deuteronomy 26, starting in verse 6. But the Egyptians mistreated us, afflicted us, and laid hard bondage on us. Then we cried out to the Lord God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. Brothers and sisters, our Lord knows how to deliver his people. And I'd like to just review some of the verses. Uh, there's four other ones besides this verse, verse 19, in this psalm that refer to the work of the Lord in our deliverance. First of all, verse 4, I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. And the same pattern. We seek, he in his grace hears us, and in his power delivers us. <clears throat> verse 6, this poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. Same pattern. Verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him, and delivers them. And then verse 17, the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. And in the Lord Jesus Christ, our covenant head, we see most clearly that the righteous will be afflicted in this world. He was afflicted for us because of our sin and because it became our deliverer. He became our redeemer, our, the sacrificial lamb for us, our atonement. And the point of this psalm, in fact, maybe one of the main points in all of scripture is that the Lord Jesus Christ is our deliverer. He is our hope and affliction is meant to force us uh, to turn to him. It's part of his grace. Charles Spurgeon said this, the same Lord who sends the afflictions will also recall them when his design is accomplished, but he will never allow the fiercest of them to rend and devour his beloved. I like to read that again. So the same Lord who sends the afflictions will also recall them when his design is accomplished, but he will never allow the fiercest of them, that is the fiercest of the afflictions, to rend and devour his beloved. And I know many people ask, why does a loving God bring affliction <clears throat> into the lives of his saints? Well, it would appear from this psalm that at least one of those reasons is to point us to him, to the Lord of love for our deliverance, to turn us to him and to remind us that he is our deliverer and we are his. In verse 20, it says, he guards all his bones, that is the righteous one. He guards all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Now, back then, a broken bone was 
uh, often fatal, whether it was compound fracture or not, it was often fatal in, in his time. It was, it was a very serious injury. It could end your life. But the father's great love for his own, that is, those righteous in Christ, uh, his great love watches over us just as it watched over the Lord Jesus on the cross. The body of the Lord Jesus was protected by the father's promise that none of his bones would be broken. And so are we protected and delivered by the promises of God in Jesus Christ. And being delivered from the penalty of our sins by the Lord Jesus as we face the afflictions of our lives, we are still called to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, to live it out and to grow in faith and to discipline our lives uh, in learning and obeying the word. But we must always realize still that still it's all by his grace and by faith in him and his word, his promises that we know deliverance. In fact, in Psalm 119, I'd like to read just two sections, verses 49 and 50. Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. And then later on, verses 92 and 93, unless your law had been my delight, I would then have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. We are delivered by the Lord God, and he uses his holy word, his promises. So as we eat the bread this morning and drink the wine and remember his sacrifice for us on the cross, let's rejoice that the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom all the promises of God have their yes and their amen, he is our deliverer, he is our hope, and he is our life. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for sending your son to deliver us from slavery to sin, to bear our burdens, and to give us hope by the power of his resurrection. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. O oh Lord, fill us with your spirit as we rejoice in this ceremony, in your deliverance for your own by your atoning sacrifice on the cross, which we know through your word and your promises as we rejoice in our union with you and with each other. And we come before you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our deliverer. Amen.